What is happening, everyone? Hope everyone is doing as well as they can do in these uh, trying times. Uh, this is Just Another Sports Podcast. Uh, Greg Swatek and Alan Etzler here with you. Uh, Josh Smith has been uh, working from home since this uh, <laughs> outbreak began, and uh, and it's logistically complicated to uh, have him on over the phone uh, with our current setup. So that, that's why Josh hasn't been on for a couple of weeks. We miss you, Josh. We do miss Josh, and and Alan, you and I were talking. What is when will we next see Josh? Um, what do is you think? the what is the over under yes. on when Josh Smith returns to the office and the podcast? Well, will the coronavirus be on its way out by by the time that happens? Oh, for sure. I don't anticipate him coming back until this is all over with. But I, I I've even said to him though, like, how long could you stay in your house and, and, and at home? I'm I'm sure he's getting out with his wife and his his son yeah. and stuff like that. He's he's not like he's staying inside 24 7 have you seen his dog yeah i i could spend all the time in the world with that dog i would never have to leave anywhere right you would you would stay in the house with the dog all the time yeah if i could yeah i was i was gonna ask how are you and becky and uh is it gunner is your dog how how are you guys holding up through all this we love this we're we're pretty introverted people as it is uh, we don't really like to be around that many people. We don't like to go out and spend time in big crowds. So, so this is no skin off your back. This doesn't bother us at all. Yeah, uh, so, so life hasn't really been impacted uh, that much. So No, we're both lucky uh, that we've been able to keep our employment. Yeah, uh, oh, which for is, sure. Which is great. She's able to work from home. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I've been in the office but am able to work from home. Uh, if and when it gets to that point, I just haven't uh, basically been told to go home yet. Uh, so all things considered for us, this is, a this is okay. This is, yeah, you're, 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 you're getting by just, yeah. just some minor inconveniences about not yeah. being able to go to your favorite restaurant, not being able to buy toilet bar, paper bar. Well, we're, we're going to bring that up <laughs> later. There, there, maybe some people are going to get thrown on the boat, uh, uh, when, when, when it comes to that, but, but uh, good. I mean, uh, glad to hear that you guys are holding up. Well, I'm, I'm holding up as well as I can, I, I, I can. My life has been minimally in impacted to yeah. uh, likewise so other, other than there's just no sports to cover right exactly well that, that, that that's the biggest impact but we're but we are you guys have been writing some great stuff about some of our college athletes who have been losing uh, yeah, just, their their seasons basically they're, they're, that's the thing like there's still tons of sports stories yeah. out there and and we're having to find them and, yeah. and we will i mean we're, we're still filling our section up it has been cut down by a couple of pages just because it would be hard to fill Four to six pages a night yeah. when, when, when there's no sports, but but I, I I commend. But a lot of what we're losing is is wire copy more than it is yeah uh, yeah. local con. We're not losing much local content, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's I, just presented in a different I'm, I'm way. A, I'm going to pat the sports staff on the back and, and say we've been doing a we've been doing a great job. Josh uh, Smith, John uh, Cannon, Joe Ferraro, and Bill Colley. I mean, we're we're still writing a bunch of sports stories and putting out a daily sports section. So. Um, I, I don't want to ta- talk a ton about the virus, like I said last week, because you, you you can get enough of that elsewhere. I, I, I want to sort of provide a bit of a distraction here. So, but one virus-related question that I had is, what what do you think this is doing to the beer corona? What sort of impact do you think it's this is having on that? Uh, with very limited anecdotal evidence, I. Th- think it's probably helping helping i think so because for the first time basically ever in my life there was corona in my house this weekend when one of becky's work friends brought it okay um 
and I don't like Corona. I don't know anybody who actually drinks you, Corona. Right. Like, like, I don't know who's, whose drink that is. And, and so. you like Corona even less now because that's all you're reading about and, and, right. and doing at work now is involving the coronavirus. But I imagine, and there was, I guess there was a, a study a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago that said people thought you got the virus from drinking Corona. I, I imagine that probably hurt sales for a little bit. But at this point, as people are stocking up, I bet, you know, you're just walking by and you're like, oh, Corona for the coronavirus. We'll stock up. I think there's probably quite a bit of that. But here's too. what I think is going to happen. People are going to be so sick of hearing the word Corona by by the time this thing eventually gets to a point where we could return to some level of normalcy. that I, I, th- I think the beer sales will be hurt. That People won't be buying. People will be wanting to run as far away from the word Corona as they possibly can. That's so true. They, Corona might be smart if they change to change the name right now. Right, exactly. Make, make it, don't even, I was thinking like COVID or something like that, but, <laughs> but, but that's not even going to work too because people are going to be so sick of hearing that too. Yeah. So, because the, the fatigue is going to become real with the word Corona, I, I think. And, You're probably and, right. And yes, it might be helping right now as with people don't have a ton to do other than just stay at home and, <laughs> and, and drink maybe in some cases. But, um, but the word Corona, I, I think is people are going to be just recoiling at the word eventually it would seem. I so, think so. Yeah. But, um, a bunch of sports related stuff to talk about. I, I have a whole printout here that got mixed in with your budget, your important budget, uh, papers, <laughs> yeah. but I printed out a bunch of stuff we could talk about that, that are non virus related topics. Um, the Olympics were postponed this week. We were talking a couple of weeks ago how we didn't, neither of us saw it getting to that point where they'd actually have to postpone the Olympics. Yeah. Um, but, but this thing has spread faster than anyone could have anticipated. Or pe- the doctors were warning us, but, but still, until, you, until it happens, it's, it's hard, to, hard to know, really. And, uh, yeah, this, this week they pushed the Olympics back into 2021. So it shows how serious the situation is. Are, are, are you an Olympics? Are you... I, I imagine Becky's athletically inclined. I imagine yeah. she enjoys the Olympics. Yeah, we both do. Um, uh, I think we probably like the Summer Olympics quite a bit more than the Winter Olympics. I don't think it's a stretch to speak for her on that. Right. We love the gymnastics. Uh, we love the swimming. We love the track and field. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think more people pe- people do. There's more stuff in the Summer Olympics that people actually do more often. Like yeah. in, in the winter, it's hockey, it's ice skating, it's curling, which which uh, is, is such a niche thing. So, in the, And we live in a generally warm climate anyway, so there's not a lot of winter sports opportunities unless you're going to like Ski Liberty and right. man-made snow and stuff like that. So. I love the curling in the Winter Olympics, but that is pretty much all I watch. I'm trying to remember which Olympics handball is in. That's the summer. Okay, I love that too. That's a fun one that right. you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, I I, I, li- I like the, the the niche sports don't do a ton for me, so I enjoy watching the the hockey and the you know, Winter Olympics, especially when you have the NHL players and you have names yeah. playing name players uh, competing for their countries and I mean, the the Summer Olympics I enjoy more. I enjoy the track and field, the the, the basketball, of course. And, and the volleyball and some of the other sports. The, I, I'm with you. I, there's more sports that I like in the Summer Olympics than the Winter Olympics. But it, it's weird that they're going to still call them, though, the 2020 Olympics, even though they will be held in 2021, right? Well, you wouldn't want to mess up the branding and all the marketing campaigns that they've done and T-shirts they've printed off. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Probably has something to do with money, I'm sure. Uh, right. The, the sponsorship. No, we won't sponsor uh, the 2021 Olympics, but we will keep it if it's it the 2020 Olympics. Can't have so. it on an odd year. Right. We should also point out that we're coming to you on uh, 
This is Thursday, March 26th, which should be opening day of the baseball season. Uh, should be the best day of the year. Yeah, the Orioles should be hosting the, the Yankees uh, right now. The, the Nationals um, uh, should be in New York uh, to, to play the Mets and, and beginning their title defense. So, yeah, one of the best days on the sports calendar, opening day, that, that sure sign that spring is coming. That it's, it's not happening today. Now, it's sort of weird that they've pushed opening day into, like, the end of March. Like you, you opening day used to be like April first or, or one of those early days in April. Now it's yeah. in March, where you could get, get get a seriously cold game. Um, in, in, in some it's of been the a few opening cities. days yeah. have been postponed by snow. Right, Camden Yards. I remember when they were playing our Indians uh, the one year. Uh, <laughs> there was a pretty intense uh, snow shower that, that that took place during the game. So, so it should be opening day today, and unfortunately, that's not happening. Um, uh, just because everything has come to. Do you a, think we'll get any baseball this year? I do. Uh, will it be – well, I've heard from um, some smart people, including one coach in our area who used to work for the FDA. He believes that the heat is going to kill this virus. Like the 90-plus 90, 90 degree heat, he's fairly certain, will kill the virus. So I think once it starts to get hot, then the spread of the virus will slow to a crawl, I, I think, which will allow hospitals to rebound and stuff like that. But – I think they might consider beginning the season without fans. Like they'll they'll play a bunch of empty stadium games and just essential personnel, just something to put. Like a lot of these leagues are confronting, can we get something on yeah. television to, to get people to watch and, yeah. and enjoy it and fulfill our TV con these multi billion dollar TV contracts too? So here's so here's the question on the date that it comes back. What is the date that you would like to see it come back, and in what form? Because I've heard a really great idea from our own Thomas Malcolm, who's in uh, memberships and circulation and subscriptions uh, at the News Post. Uh, but I want to hear your your thoughts. I, I think a, a realistic date, I think, would be, depending on how bad April is, I, th- I think a realistic date would be June 1st to have some sort of game. Okay. But whether it's in front of fans or not, that because I don't think it... We're going to have to ease back into normal. We're, we're not just going to suddenly say, okay, the gates are open, 50,000 people at, 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 uh, at, a, at a baseball game. So um, I, I think June 1st is a realistic time frame to get something on television at least and, and just to have to have a game. So He had said July 4th ah, and come go. back with the All-Star game. Yeah. Start it with the All-Star game. I don't like starting with the All-Star game, but you, I you love... Don't know, you don't know who the All-Stars right. are. But I love July 4th as an as a general right. idea. But the national... Bring back America's game on America's Day. Put people in the stands. Or maybe that's the first game you allow fans back in or something right. like that. But yeah. I, I think now more than ever, uh, when we start getting out of this, we're going to need a morale booster. We're going to need something that we can really get behind. Yeah. And I think you know we can get behind baseball we can get behind america can always get behind yeah. sports i i think some leagues including uh, the nba maybe more so than any others are considering like even staging some exhibition games just they ha- should have like just an all-star team and just stage exhibition games they don't they don't count for anything but just to get something yeah. on television and to, and to provide the distraction and trevor bauer and this was another missed opportunity by mlb but trevor bauer hosted a, a not a celebrity game but a game with mlb players uh i think it was wiffle ball or softball right but just something to get on on screens in front of people people right. playing baseball and now the issue sort of right now is you need a bunch of people to put on the the broadcast so just all the essential people behind the scenes so yeah. that would violate the, the the social gathering norms at, at the moment so 
So I don't think we're quite there yet where they could just start putting exhibition games on TV in, in, in mass. But, but, but that's another idea teams are, are considering. And as we talk about the sports schedule, like some people are talking like the NBA, when it eventually resumes, it'll resume the summer and the finals will be like in August or September even, push, push it into the fall. Like should this be a more permanent change for the NBA? Start, start the season at Christmas – when people really start to thinking thinking about the NBA, and you have those marquee games like they did when, when in the lockout shortened season, and then push the finals back later into the summer, make the NBA more of a summer league when all it's really competing against is just midseason, not mean not totally meaningless, but relatively meaningless baseball. Yeah, do you, would you would you be on board with that? Do you think it makes sense? Um, sure. I I would be fine with it. I don't watch a ton of basketball as it is, so it doesn't really impact my life all that much. Um, but I'm on board with starting the season later and pushing it into right. the summer. Because I mean, we need something, right? Right. And and you're not besides midseason baseball, and and you're not you're getting away from going up head to head with the NFL. Yeah. Uh, which which is a losing proposition for most sports leagues. Um. So. Um, speaking of the NBA, uh, NBA's top executives have salaries reduced by 20%. So I, I think fans would <laughs> – that would be a welcome sight for fans too. All these guys making millions of dollars to, to sit in their luxury boxes watching games and making player transactions. Uh, I'm, I'm sure fans would be fine with them making a, a, a little less money. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And uh, did you see that Steph Curry talked to Anthony, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci? No, uh, I did not over, see over this. Inst- over Instagram. He, like, did an interview with him over Instagram. And it, it, I guess I, I didn't see it, but I guess it was a cool thing. He got to ask questions and, and bring his all of his Instagram followers sort of maybe into the loop more than they otherwise would have been on the virus. But at the same time, I'm also saying, man, you're Anthony Fauci. You're one of the top – you're one of the leading medical experts in the world on this virus. Like, don't you have better things to be doing than it, yeah, uh, I'm ju- in the middle of a day on a Thursday besides talking to Steph Curry on his on his yeah. Instagram page? And I'm curious about, like, the level of questioning coming from Steph Curry, who's not in the industry of asking questions. Right. Well, apparently he was fielding questions from his followers. Like, people were able to submit things. But, but, but yeah, it's like you, – you, there. Again, I didn't see it, um, but it was probably a lot of, hey, what's the coronavirus? How do I avoid – it's like basic stuff that's already been out there You should there already for, know. For He's probably time. answered a million times. Hey, uh, here's one of the questions. Uh, this is this is Curry speaking. My question is what needs to happen in terms of the numbers or, or what metric are you looking at to be able to then determine at, ma- at mass large gatherings, sporting events, those types of things are okay to revisit and not a threat to continue the spread of the virus? And uh, Fauci responded by saying, well, the numbers have to get better. we got to get on the other side of the curve before we could even start thinking about any of that stuff. So I'm sure there were some reasonable questions in there. But at the same time, man, you're one of the world's leading experts on this disease, and, and it, you're at the front of the fight against it, and you're talking to Steph Curry on, yeah. on, on Instagram. So um, – the one league that is appeared to be impervious to all this so far, of course, is the <laughs> is, is the NFL. It, it's it's largely been business as usual, with some again minor inconveniences about not being able to conduct physicals for free agents and player visits and stuff like that. Um, the league insists that the draft. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on the league to push the draft back. Um, the league insists it's still going to happen on its originally scheduled dates. There won't be any live events or it, it won't be a sort of an in-person experience for, for anyone. 
Uh, and and that and that really you can still conduct the draft remotely for, uh, for all these teams, but some teams are saying, "Hey, we can't visit with these free agents." Like the player visits are out, and we and teams are missing out on the opportunity to learn more about the players that they would be investing millions of dollars in. Do you think the NFL should push back the draft or sort of keep it as is? Uh, I think probably they should keep it as is because otherwise, I mean, you just don't know when you're going to have it, right? Like this might not be solved by training camp. This might not be worked out by preseason. This right. might not be worked out by the regular season. Just go ahead and, and have it. And maybe we'll see that we've made the NFL draft too much of a spectacle already. Right. And built it up to be too, like way more than it should be. And we'll just give these chance these kids a chance to get drafted, really enjoy that moment with their families and in some privacy and, and kind of feel what they should feel. Right. Too often have so many cameras around and you're yeah. worried about what you're gonna look like or I'm what a, you're gonna do. I'm agree. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, all these draft picks they're they're sort of roll that you're sort of rolling the dice with them anyway. I mean, maybe more so now because you might not know as much as you otherwise would have, but but the draft is a complete throw the dart, throw the darts guessing game as, as it is already, and so so what's really so just the odds maybe of of, of you hitting on a pick or are slightly less or I mean I I still think they should have it because who needs to see so and so bro hugging Roger, Roger Goodell, Goodell right no and, one and, and, and all the people just cheering for their for their teams so. I think the event will largely go off, and and you won't notice a huge difference aside from the little pomp and circumstance type things that are typically involved with it. But I mean, it, it's good. we've needed the NFL and in, in, in all these um, transactions and free agency moves and signings and stuff like that because that's been the one sports related, meaningful sports related distraction that we've had so far. And yeah. if, if they took the draft away or pushed it back, um, you'd sort of be denying your fans um that that experience too so speaking of the nfl yeah well unless we're we're gonna move no, no, on go, ahead, go ahead um cam newton was released i, I was about to bring this up all yeah. right good yeah go with it um i'm surprised that no one is sort of uh jumping at this be, right exactly um i was trying to find the word there but yeah I, I still think he could be a really good nfl quarterback i i don't know what his medical situation is i think that's what's making teams nervous but if you're the chargers yes you have a top draft pick and yes there's quarterbacks um and and, and maybe the chargers are trying to be bad um so they're in position to draft trevor lawrence the clemson quarterback next year but like the Chargers have a pretty decent roster: Keenan Allen, um, uh, uh, Mike Williams. Um, their line is bad. Uh, Austin Eckler is a, a, a decent running back. Um, there's talent on the Chargers, and, and their starter right now is Tyrod Taylor, who's been a career backup. So why not why not take a chance on Cam? Right. So the downside of of signing Cam Newton. Let's say that the that the theory for the Chargers is they want to be bad to possibly get Trevor Lawrence. The downside of getting Cam Newton is he's hurt. Yep. And you're going to suck anyway. The upside to getting Cam Newton is he probably gets you in the playoffs. Right. Right. And 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 are you a contender? You can, you'll be in the playoffs, especially with the playoffs expanding by two teams. But 
Are you a really? Are you just a playoff team? Or are you a serious contender? And if you just make the playoffs, you're in, you're back in the middle of the first round again. And, yeah, I think if you've got yeah. Cam though, with that supporting cast, if Cam Newton is Cam Newton, and that's that's right. the big big question, right? If he's Cam Newton, I think the Chargers are a contender. I think Cam Newton at his best far surpasses what we saw Philip Rivers do in San Diego. Right? Why do you think the Patriots aren't aren't taking more of a look at Cam Newton? Uh, I think Belichick is turned off by anything that brings unwanted attention yeah. to the team. And I, I think Cam commands attention. People pay attention to what Cam Newton does and says and wears, and he's got a, a real microscope underneath him, or on him, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I, I think Belichick would probably avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I, I have a theory about the Patriots and Belichick, and Josh and I were going back and forth about this the other day over text message, but I think that Belichick sort of wants to be terrible this year. <laughs> I mean, Jared Stidham, I, I think, is their starting quarterback right now, and, and by all reporting around the Patriots so far, that seems to be their plan going forward. So I think Belichick is willing to be terrible this year Set himself up to draft one of the top quarterbacks next year, if not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, let a few more uh, contra- big contracts of older players fall off the roster, and then load up in free agency and have a young, cheap, uh, high, highly drafted quarterback, and, and and sort of reload for next year. So, so sort of take your medicine this year, and then sort of bounce back the following year. Okay, but here's my counter to that point. Okay. Say what you want about Bill Belichick as a drafting GM and who he's drafted. And he hasn't been all that great. He's nailed quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a reason to believe that Jarrett Stidham isn't a capable sure. NFL quarterback right, right now. I, I think that would be that would be icing on the cake. And for I them. have a real hard time believing Bill Belichick wants to be terrible for one game, much less an entire season. That fair points, <laughs> fair points. He he might be onto something. Stedham was a decent college quarterback at at, at Auburn, and he's looked good in limited opportunities in yeah. the preseason with them. I just have, a, and they don't. I mean, they haven't ever had to, but they don't use first round picks on quarterbacks, right? So I don't know that he's all in on doing that next year. Right. I, I think right now when Bill Belichick looks at Robert Kraft, he says, remember a couple of years ago when I wanted to move on from Brady and, and, and keep Jimmy Garoppolo? He absolutely should be doing uh, that. Like this this is, this exact scenario is why I wanted to do that. Because right. cause Brady, you, you, you lost Brady for, for, for nothing. And, and you could have traded you could have traded Tom and, and, and gotten something for him. That, that's not the bigger thing, but it's like, Brady's not married to you as much as you think, Robert. So, right. um, so why are we so married to him? So, so I, I think Belichick's looking at Kraft and go, remember that time I wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Like this is this is this is why because I because I saw this day coming. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I easily uh, could be, but and, and maybe, but I I just think Belichick's willing to be bad for a year knowing that he's probably not going to win the Super Bowl anyway and then get a high draft pick and and reload for 2021 that could be so, could be right oh and I, I I also I can't get the thought out of the back of my mind that he might mortgage the future and blow the Bengals away with a trade they can't refuse and, and <laughs> you know, for, for, for the number one pick and draft Joe Burrow now that would be something that would be something yeah I uh yeah, I have a hard time believing he would he would do that, but 
they they make a lot of trades. Yeah, but Bel- Belichick doesn't strike me as a mortgage the future uh, type of guy. So, um, so I'm not I'm not sure that he would do that too. I, I think I, I think it's more likely he's willing to stay status quo and see we'll see where Stidham and and that leads him, and then and then um, go from uh, go from there. So, um, Ravens president Dick Cass doesn't think there will be any OTAs. Um, uh, I don't this think year. so either. Yeah, do you think that'll impact the impa- impact the season at all? I think we're going to see sloppier games if and when the season gets started. I think you're going to see that in all sports. It's going to take a lot of time to knock the rust off for these guys. And frankly, get in shape to like really play against star caliber people, star caliber player caliber players in any sport. Um, I I just think it's it's really hard to get your body in that kind of shape without actually playing those games, without actually getting those one hundred percent reps. Yeah, you know, you can see guys doing all types of workouts. I saw a workout video. I'm a Niners fan, so saw a workout video of Kyle Uzcheck squatting tree trunks uh in the snow and pulling people on a sled and all those things are great and they'll keep you in shape but it's not catching the football and getting hit in the chest right yeah i i interviewed uh brandon klein of the of the, the orioles pitching prospect who went to thomas johnson here in frederick someone you've faced before right yep and uh he's having to improvise his workouts too he said he grabbed a big bag or he bought a big uh bag of rice at the store and use that to like do squats and stuff like that <laughs> he has a hundred pound german shepherd that he lifted up and was doing squats with his german shepherd dog. that's a that's a thing that's moving around instagram now right Squat your dog movement right my uh, dog hates it he, he was doing push-ups with his uh his young two and a half year old daughter <laughs> uh, on his back provided that there were pillows around and stuff like that in case she fell so that because his wife was nervous about it so she said you could do this but there has to be some safety measures in place here. Apparently, he was holding his daughter above his head while he did leg raises to get some core work in. So, so yeah, I mean, the gyms are closed. Unless you're like a multi-gazillion-dollar athlete, you probably don't have a gym in your in, in your house. So, so they're having to improvise. And, and Brandon Klein, a, a local pitcher for the Orioles here, <laughs> is finding different ways to improvise. He's squatting his dog and his and his his daughter, basically, and doing push-ups right. with his daughter. So, and all that's all that stuff is great, and I think you're going to see a lot of athletes doing it. But again, like that's not throwing 95 to a catcher right. with a hitter at the and, plate. And, right? and so, it, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, pitchers kind of struggle when they come back. Hope hope Brandon doesn't. Uh, you know, I work at the local paper, so I'm not supposed to take sides, but I'm I, I root for Brandon. I'm not in sports, so right. I can do what I what I can do that. Yeah. Um. So I, I hope he doesn't, but I think you'll see a general general trend that uh, some pitchers will struggle. Struggle. NFL teams will struggle. The offenses will struggle to get on the same page and hit you know wide receivers in stride and things like that you'll see it'll be a little sloppy for a while well well, Klein said he's 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 able to he knows through his connections he knows people that have like facilities and stuff like that so he's able to good do do like a pre-spring training throwing session he's still able to throw into a net or if he or or some guys are getting together and and some guys are catchers that he could throw to so he's still finding a way to get his uh throwing regimen in on on a more limited basis um uh, but but he he also said, look, it's not like throwing to, when you have to get Aaron Judge out. It's not like throwing <laughs> right. in ninety five on uh, on every other pitch and stuff like that. So he said he wasn't too worried about injuries just because of all the stuff that he's been able to do. But but that is going to be a factor because pitchers, of course, use spring yeah. training to build their build their arm strength up. And and without OTAs and and 
yeah, it's gonna it's going to have a trickle down effect on on just the uh, overall level of play. Um, so, um, did you have anyone you wanted to throw on the um, the, the boat uh, this week? Well, I've I have a feeling you were going in a similar direction as me with the uh, with the hoarders. Yeah, uh, that, that's who I'm. Anyone that is hoarding anything, uh, uh, valuable items. Such I the, mean, such toilet paper is not even so, valuable. Right, right. Like, it's like worth as, like as, twelve me, bucks. Essential, essential items. Yeah, essential, not essential, not valuable. That's the word I, I just, meant. I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, the the literal worst case scenario of this is probably a shelter in place. Don't leave your house. Right, but you still have to be able to go to the food you can, stores. And you stuff can like still that. go to the grocery store under a shelter in place. You can still do that. Right. There's absolutely no reason. To go and buy forty eight rolls of toilet paper right now. That that is my point. Yes, and I, I had this discussion with my family because I, in fact, didn't realize how low I was on toilet paper. And the other uh, last week, I ran out, I ran out of toilet paper, and it took me six days to be able to get a new roll of toilet paper because at each of the stores I kept going back to, and this was like f- four or five different stores, no one had toilet paper. It's like people, you could still go to the stores, like you could go, you could resupply yourselves even even under the strictest of lockdown circumstances so i i have toilet paper now people people were actually (laughs) concerned for me but but it it took me about five days to get it because people were doomsday shopping and 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 uh my siblings said well um if you have a larger family and stuff you can go through toilet paper really fast and yes not that fast that that is true but you could also go back to the store and get more if you just buy toilet paper at a, at a reasonable rate and the worst are the people that are like getting into fights over rolls of toilet yeah. paper. i mean you see the videos on youtube and social media and stuff of people like actually being arrested because they got into a fight with someone else over a roll of toilet paper at the store or the people that are walking out with like 30 to 40 rolls of toilet paper. It, right. It, it's ridiculous. So let's let's say, let's use the the person uh, who said that, um, y- you know, if you have a big family, you could go through a, a lot of toilet paper very quickly. If you're buying a roll of like, or a package of like 12 rolls of toilet paper, it would take 12 people in that family if you have a, a family of twelve people, it would take you about. It takes roughly five days for one person to go through a roll of toilet paper. Right. It would take you. It would take you five days to go through all twelve of those packs if you had twelve people in your family. If you're the average family of four, now you're looking at thirty six days to go through that package of toilet paper. You don't need to buy five packs of twelve rolls of toilet paper. You right. don't need to hoard it. Right. Yeah. Chill that, out. That that was my point the other day, and my 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 siblings weren't having it they they were defending the hoarders and i basically said you're 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 defending stupid right now yeah so the other thing i think is absolutely ridiculous i went to the grocery store and the things people buy when they're when they're panicking and hoarding is very odd uh no one bought any soup all the soup in my grocery store was the the the, the, the bread is the bread aisle you can't find bread anywhere bread bread's a smart item to hoard yeah but then i went to the meat section and a lot of the meats were gone granted um but everybody, every package of chicken was gone. But over in the other freezer aisle, 
were whole chickens, and they were filled to the brim with the whole chickens. Just buy the whole chicken. You could also buy ready-made chickens at right. some store, that like Wegmans and stuff like that. So you don't even need to cook it. <laughs> it's ready to go. Just heat it up and bring it home. It's, or, a, it's yeah. weird what people buy. I mean, for me, if I'm in a panicking pandemic shelter in place, I'm going to want to buy something that will sustain me for days. And a whole chicken... I can get like three or four days out of that rather than just one package of chicken breasts or whatever it is. Right, exactly, right. It's an odd odd thing what pa- people buy when they're panicking. Right. Well, panic is generally not a helpful emotion. So good things usually don't happen when, when people panic. Yeah, people so, make bad decisions in those environments. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, so yeah, we're 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 both throwing all these people that are hoarding and, and this doomsday these doomsday shoppers uh, onto the boat where they can find plentiful supplies on 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 the boat to nowhere while suffering from um, the coronavirus. And I've got one so. more person to throw on on the boat. Um, an hour ago, it came out that John's Jones was arrested again for aggravated DWI. So just throwing that guy. And his brother, uh, Chandler, didn't he have a weird, uh, who plays football um, uh, for the Patriots, didn't he have a weird situation where a couple of years ago where he was like found shirtless and mumbling incoherently? So I don't remember that. So John Jones just can't get out of his own way or, or stay out of trouble. Right. Do you think he's the greatest fighter in UFC history? Probably. It's a, it's a damn shame he's acted the way he has. Better than, like, say, a George St. Pierre or, or, or someone like that? Yeah, but they were better ambassadors for the sport than he was. Um, in some ways, you look at John Jones as, like, a what could have been, even though he is possibly the best ever. You look at him as, like, he could have been unquestionably the best ever. No one would even have to think about it. Right. But he just couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah. It's sort of weird. And how many? And he'll get another chance too. Like, oh, for sure, he brings in money. Right, he'll he'll re- rebound from this, and he'll be he'll be back eventually. So, it'll be interesting when someone actually beats him. If someone could finally beat him, yeah, what that does because that it's Conor McGregor's finding out loss is sort of ding your ding your brand uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, especially in a sport like that where you're not fighting that often, so it's hard to erase the losses as quickly. So. Um, a couple of other headlines that I brought in that I just wanted to mention at least, like two of the biggest stars in the NHL, uh, Alex Ovechkin of the Capitals and Sidney Crosby of the Penguins, they're fine with the season just going straight into the playoffs. Just the, the regular season's over. Uh, I guess they'll seed uh, as it is, but but they both voiced their support um, for, for just going straight to the playoffs once well, they're able to play. Whatever they can play, they'll be happy with, I think. Right. Well, it'll be interesting playing hockey in, like, the middle of July. They're going to yeah. have, like, issues with the, with the ice and stuff. Because like, you, you hear about that in, in the Stanley Cup Finals, like, it, when, especially when the Capitals played in Las Vegas <laughs> in the middle of the summer. It's like the ice, the ice it's hard to maintain the ice. So so the NHL has issues beyond just um, just getting fans and just conducting the rest of their season. So... Uh, and did you also see that Lamar Jackson is suing Amazon for allowing third parties to sell apparel bearing his likeness? I, I don't. I don't know how he's gonna. Uh, I don't think he's gonna win that one. Right. The federal action seeks an injunction. This is. I'm reading from Pro Football Talk. The federal action seeks an injunction and comp- comp- compensatory damages for the sale of items that include phrases like "Action Jackson." Uh, and in parentheses, it says apparently not a reference to the 1988 Carl Weathers film, and quote, "Not bad for a running back." Jackson argues that his company sells similar products and that the unauthorized items sold through Amazon create confusion. So 
he sees all these people buying this cheap stuff uh, online that's not officially licensed, and he's saying, "Man, that should be my money." So, so good luck, Lamar. But um, but I I don't know how successful uh, he will be. Uh, Mike Florio here is saying more athletes need to do the same thing, and it's amazing they don't. Many websites profit from items that they should be should not be selling without license or some other arrangement from athletes, excuse me, who are clearly identified by name, likeness, or both. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. So um, seen or to be seen, I, I, I guess on the to be seen front, uh, there's just too much unknown stuff. Um, but my scene, I, I guess, will continue to be um, – just, just all the volunteers and the, and the rescue workers and, and the hospital workers that are doing multiple shifts without the proper protective gear. Just, just, just all the unsung heroes of life that are, that are helping mitigate the damage uh, from, from from this huge uh, pandemic, global pandemic. So, so that'll be my scene. And I, and uh, Andrew uh, Cuomo, the governor of New York, has sort of become a rock star through all of this with with his straightforward, straight talking. Uh, press conferences too so um and he's he's managing the largest city in the one of the largest cities in the world and and the largest in the country in in new york so so just uh that'll be my uh scene so i imagine yours are similar or um yeah i'll I'll piggyback off your first one in a situation that happened to my family recently didn't happen specifically to me but my girlfriend went to the grocery store uh, we were looking for toilet paper. Uh, she wasn't fighting anyone over uh, it. No, she? no, no. We we actually, I mean, we don't really even need it. We're just trying to buy it if we see a roll. Um, but uh, uh, one one package too, not yeah, like not like whatever. thirteen. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and so she went there. She picked up a couple of things. She drinks a lot of coffee in the morning, so just picking up some coffee and stuff. Uh, she gets to the front of the register and realizes she forgot her wallet, and. Um, so she asked the clerk at the store, Hey, can I leave this here while I go home and get my wallet and make sure I have enough money for this? And, uh, I won't name the person who did this. I know her name, but, uh, she's a Montgomery County police officer, a detective, um, spoke up and said, Hey, to, to Becky and, and, uh, offered to pay for our groceries. And she did, even though me and Becky were, were doing fine. We, are both employed, able to keep our jobs. There's a lot of people worse off than us. Yeah. Um, but she paid for our groceries and, uh, that, you know, th- you know, thinking that we were, uh, in peril at this time, you know, not having enough money or whatever. Um, and so it was just a really thoughtful thing for somebody to do. Yeah. Um, and a really great way to, um, show kindness during this kind of period. And I think she had said something like, we've all got to look out for each other right now to, to Becky, yeah. which was, a really nice sentiment to to have and uh, a really nice thing to do for us. Um, we were able, I was able to track her down using my reporter skills um, and we were able to, to pay her back, you know, give her the money back. Right. But, but uh, I hope for people who encounter those types of things, uh, like we're going to do, uh, you know, find a way to pay it forward and, and uh, look out for your neighbors and find a way to, to help somebody. Yeah. Else. I'll, I'll, oftentimes in these worst case scenarios 911 and and these these uh really bad world events um uh, you see the humanity in people yeah. and, and people really work together and are more willing to work together than they normally would be so so it's so it's great to hear stories like that uh, props to your yeah. uh props to the police officer that that helped sure. you guys out even though you didn't really need it so 
And my second one is it's WrestleMania week. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to have it no, in no, not, not 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 this coming weekend, yeah, the, the, coming the following up, yeah. weekend. What do you, how do you feel about the the two-day yeah, uh, so setup? Yeah, so they're they're doing it over two days, which I think is great because it's been getting way too long. Every year it's like 7 hours long now. It's just ridiculous. Plus yeah, plus all the pre-show stuff yeah. they do and stuff like that. Uh so I'm glad they're spreading it out over two days. I I think it would have been really really cool at Raymond James Stadium. Um Unfortunately, they're doing it at the uh, the Performance Center in Orlando. Yeah. M- my, no crowd, no production. I think they're even going to pre-tape it. I yeah, I, I was, I was, that's my question. Like, how much of this do you now think will be pre-taped? I think a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Which lot, is like whatever. Like, uh, there's a, the, one of the top draws for people that don't know is this guy named Bray Wyatt, who's got this character, the Fiend, which is like out of a horror movie type character. And, he, and he's facing John Cena, one of the one of the big stars, who's no longer really a full time star for the WWE. But that that's the match at WrestleMania, and I, I think they're really going to gimmick the hell out of that match. So with pre production and stuff speaking, like that. So. Speaking of gimmick, there's like a there's a what's called a boneyard match between AJ Styles and Undertaker. That's going to be gimmicked up. That's going to be so gimmicky. And, right. And Some of this stuff is going to be really cheesy and corny. Yeah. And you i never realized how important the crowd is to these shows but i've been watching yeah. them in these empty arenas don't know what you got till it's gone right and it's just kind of like dead air and the entrances aren't as cool when you're not surrounded by 50,000 right. people it's, hard, it's hard to cut it's hard to cut a promo when, yeah. when there's when there's no crowd to react so yeah. and you i think i think one thing that this really does is it really separates the the super talented versus like the people who just kind of get by uh, because there's some people like, so, uh, for WWE fans, if you remember the attitude era, there was a wrestler named edge, um, and he had to retire early for a broken neck. Um, well, he's able to come back. He signed a three year deal with WWE. He's got a match with Randy Orton. They used to be partners. Uh, and edge cut a promo and he's an actor now. So he's, he's into movies and really kind of gets line delivery and things like that. Edge cut a promo in front of the empty arena and you felt it like you could still feel it even without the audience. And that's been a rarity since I've been kind of watching these empty arena shows. And I didn't see it, but uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Steve was, Austin a, was another was a guy who came back on, on March 16th, right. 316. Um, and and he, and from what I heard, his promo fell flat, too, just because there was no crowd to, to, to feed off of him. He had or he couldn't feed off the crowd. Yeah. He's he's kind of one of those one of those superstars who I mean if you have a crowd there they're obviously going to go bonkers. He made the most of it, but he's a guy who comes out and drinks beer with the fans. Like that's right. that's his shtick. He, now. he needs a crowd. You have to have a crowd for right. that. Um, but if you're if you're trying to really set up a fight between somebody, you don't need the crowd, but it certainly helps. Right. Let's let's do this. Let's let's we'll, let's do more WrestleMania stuff next week because we'll because we'll need some more stuff to talk about Heck it. Yes, and, 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 and it'll be uh, it's something to look forward to for our WWE fans out there. It's something to look forward to, and and hey, we need content uh, this <laughs> day and age. So non-virus related content. So let's do more with WrestleMania next week uh, when when the event is actually uh, a little closer on the horizon. But hey, not bad for uh, about forty-five minutes here. So, uh, so not bad. Uh, we'll keep these going. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, moving forward. So, uh, thanks, thank you, Alan, uh, for coming in as always. Appreciate you having me. And uh, thank you all for listening. And stay safe during these times. This has been just another sports podcast. <laughs>